Good morning. Thank you for joining this morning. Practice of being aware of awareness. Practice that needs no practice. We're going to give attention to it because we can. I'll let you know the beginning, the middle, and the end. I do not have a bell, so I'll just let you know. In a moment, we'll begin, and then in 30 minutes, I'll so indicate. And then at the end of the hour, I will so indicate again. So I'll just invite everyone to do what one does to bring comfort and ease to the body. Always helpful for me to take some breaths where I actually get my belly involved. Just real light and easy and relax. You can instantly notice that something notices that, right? Something's aware. It's always the first step of this process of no process, where there's an object, a thing that happens, that arises like breath. There's something that sees it. We're just noticing if mind wants to go back up to thoughts or events of the day, or maybe planning or doing, imagining, conjecturing, regretting, and and letting it be just like it is and noticing that those are the objects arising in consciousness and awareness. Hear this little bird in the woods nearby just chirping away. And I can watch attention go out to that. And I can watch attention circle back and give attention to the attention itself, that inward focus. Now, we didn't do anything to turn this on this morning, right? This is just how it is. This is how the isness arrives. Alert, awake, and aware. This is aliveness in motion. Consciousness. The self.
so excited to start a new chapter, Contemplation in Helen Hamilton's book, Dissolving the Ego, which we're covering page by page, week by week, chapter by chapter, and on our Tuesday morning gathering for explorations, embracing the whole show. This is one of my favorite ways to, to do this practice. And the name of chapter 14 is called Being the Contextual Field. Helen writes, consciousness can appear as form or formlessness. We could say that form arises out of formlessness. We know much about the form or the content of consciousness as this is the thingness that we know so well. We are taught to focus on the content of our awareness as a priority and to ignore totally the context. What does this mean in our experience? It means that we do not see our own self is the contextual field and that what we think we are is actually the content of the field. So I can, I can feel mind saying, read more, read more. And I can hear heart saying, go back, read that again. So again, consciousness can appear as form or formlessness. And maybe we just take a moment and check that out in our own experience. Is that true for us right now? If it is not true for us right now, it does not deserve the label of truth. Can we confirm that consciousness can appear as form or formlessness? Form the objects in the room. Look down, see a body. Consciousness can definitely appear as form. We confirm that consciousness can appear as formlessness. What is it that sees the body? What is it that sees the objects? What is it that sees the space in the room? The space in the room isn't looking at you. You are looking at the space. So 
and awareness, and then in the words of the last chapter, existence. We can all agree we exist. And yet that existence is itself, that sense of existence. We look inside or we're outside, can't find that as an object. It doesn't have a shape, doesn't have boundaries. doesn't have form. And we can confirm that for ourselves with our direct looking. So we say, as Helen Hamilton says, consciousness can appear as form or formlessness. And if you don't like the word consciousness or if that doesn't resonate, say life, existence, Silence, stillness, self. What we call it isn't important at all. As Dorothy Hunt says, someone will call it something different at some point. It's never the word, it's always whether we can see for ourselves in our direct experience what is being pointed to. Consciousness can appear as form or formlessness. Check. She writes, we could say that form arises out of formlessness. contemplated the four principles of God, Regina's teaching. More than likely had a direct experience of seeing that the form arises out of the formlessness. Dorothy Hunt talked about it like the soil. You have a field of all different kinds of flowers and even what we call weeds. They're all from the same source, same essence. And you can't see this, right? Because it's not in form, the formlessness. So you can't see this. And you just check in whether there's a known, or whether it's still a question mark. Again, the answer we arrive at, not nearly as instructive, as the looking. 
So she writes, we know much about the form or the content of consciousness as this is the thingness that we know so well. I think we need to contemplate that. We know about the thingness, don't we? She writes, we are taught to focus on the content of our awareness as a priority and to ignore totally the context. And then she asks, what does this mean in our experience? It, doesn't, it, it means that we do not see our own self, the capital S self, is the contextual field. And then what we think we are, is actually the content, the thoughts, the forms of that which has a beginning and an end, that which rises and falls. So she writes, when we look for ourselves through self-inquiry, all we can find is the subtle feeling, I am here. But we cannot actually find a location to that self. So if we turn attention around to find that me, that sense of me, that I, She's saying, we find the sense I am here. We don't find a location. We don't find the entity, some independent existing being. We do the looking and we see if we can confirm that. What we find is open space. We find the sense, but we don't find a location. She writes, we begin to see that this I sense is actually the formless contextual field of seeing, a capital S. The sense that I am here, I exist, is simply the first content of the field that we are. It's just the first thing we hit when we explore the field. She says thoughts are the first content that fills our field. By our very nature, we are more like a field of space than an object that has a location in time and space. The body has a location and is affected by time and space. But we are not.
read that paragraph one more time so we can really do the looking. When we look for ourselves through self-inquiry, all we can find is the subtle feeling of I am here. But we cannot actually find a location to that self. we begin to see that this I sense is actually a formless contextual field of seeing. The sense that I am here, I exist, is simply the first content of the field that we are. Thoughts are the first content that fills our field. By our very nature, we are more like a field of space than an object that has a location in time and space. Our body has a location and is affected by time and space. but we are not. So she writes, we can learn to refocus our attention on the field itself rather than on the thoughts occurring in it. We can put our awareness on the space that thoughts are appearing in, rather than the thoughts themselves. When we do this, we begin to see that nothing could exist without this contextual field here first for it to appear in.
read that paragraph again. We can learn to refocus our attention in the field itself rather than on the thoughts occurring in it. We can put our awareness on the space that thoughts are appearing in rather than the thoughts themselves. When we do this, we begin to see that nothing could exist without this contextual field here first for it to appear in.
if you kind of lose the thread and thoughts come in, kind of say at some point, what am I doing? Contextual what? Alan seems to walk us through a really kind of simple process where the first thing we do is do a little self-inquiry, find the sense of I am here, kind of locate, know you exist. When you look within, find that. Do you find a location? Can you pinpoint it? Can you find a form? To find, find an independent entity, a separate little self, but you, you do find this spacious, alive kind of field of knowingness that the knowingness is looking in, right? The field is kind of self-knowing, looking self-knowing, and knowing is knowing itself. Not as an independent entity, but she says it's more like a field, space, these objects arise in. Just as we can refocus our attention on the field rather than the thoughts. The context instead of the content. We use the content to look back, see that it has arisen in this knowingness, this field, this space. We are at the midway point. Ding my glass. So in contemplating this, this chapter from Helen Hamilton's Dissolving the Ego, chapter 14, called Being the Contextual Field. We're learning to refocus our attention on the field in which the objects we notice arise in, rather than the objects themselves. Hal Hamilton says, when we do this, we begin to see that nothing could exist without this contextual field here first for it to appear in. So 
just allowing attention to fall back to that wide, open, spacious, formless, luminous awareness, this contextual field, which all the objects in consciousness arise and fall are known. This is the lifeblood of experience. We are just a little more interested in the contextual field in which the objects arise and the content itself. So Helen writes, no thing could appear without this field of no thingness for it to arise in. Form relies on the formless for its existence. Without the formless contextual field, then no thought, emotion, event, or relationship could appear in it. Our bodies, which are solid objects, need this context to appear in and to sustain them. Just as the clouds need the sky in which they appear. Content can only appear against the backdrop context. We know this because we can realize we can only hear the objects of sound against the context of silence. If we try to listen for a sound 
and in amongst the background of white noise, you will not hear it. The contextual field is invisible, intangible, ineffable, and yet it's totally here and now and everywhere. It is omnipresent and never began, nor can it have an ending. Beginnings and endings can only occur to the objects appearing in this contextual field, but not to the field itself. Through this practice, we can begin to see we are the field itself and not what is appearing in it. We have taken ourselves to be the me, which is this subtle content or thingness that appears when the body appears. In truth, we are the no thingness in which all objects are showing up. And just notice if mind wants to chatter on about what it thinks about that, how it, 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 it either definitely knows that or definitely doesn't know that. <laughs> we can notice those particular thoughts weren't here 10 minutes ago. They won't be here 10 minutes from now. Different ones. And that they all arise against this steady, constant and yet invisible, intangible, ineffable, and yet totally here and now and everywhere, contextual field of awareness.
So just notice that your mind starts to kick up a little chatter and attention goes to it. It's just natural that it goes to the next shiny object. <laughs> Silence is not that shiny object. And just use it as an opportunity to confirm that those thoughts just appeared in the field. That's the content. And they are, arose in a context of this open, luminous, limitless, locationless, contextual field of awareness. And just confirm that for ourselves in our own direct experience. This is where the pointing that things don't happen to you, they happen in you, comes from. It's only when mind kicks in and claims an identity and makes up a you and how it should be, and just object after object after object, thought after thought after thought. Lots of content, lots of identity content. If allowed to pass through, it's just seen and it leaves. <laughs> if given lots of believing attention, we can believe it right into existence. We can fake ourselves right out. We can re-identify with content anytime we want. But the door of that cage is always open. We need just turn attention around, that inward focus, and check out. Is that an object that's arising in a, in a contextual field? What is it that comes and goes? What is it that's always here? I cannot be what comes and goes. It just doesn't make any sense. I can't be what's here now and then 10 minutes not here, two minutes not here. I must be that, which is always here. The contextual field in which all the objects are not only given life, but then fade away. As Hal Hamilton says, the contextual field is invisible, intangible, ineffable, and yet totally here now and everywhere. It is omnipresent and never began, nor can it have any ending. Beginnings and endings can only occur to the objects appearing in this contextual field, but not 
to the field itself. Through this practice, we can begin to see we are the field itself and not what is appearing in it. We have taken ourselves to be the me, which is this subtle content or things that appears when the body appears. In truth, we are the no thingness in which all objects are showing up. You know, helpful for me to see that the field, this contextual field, it doesn't give meaning. It does not have this self-referencing mechanism that says what it means about me, about them, about you, about life, about the world, about this country, that country, this situation, that. All the meaning are the objects and thoughts that arise in the field. Those are gonna fall away. Everything with the beginning has an end, everything in form. Even the forms we hold most dear will come to an end. beginnings and endings can only occur to the objects appearing in this contextual field, but not to the field itself. Through this practice, we begin, we can begin to see that we are the field. It simply can't be the object that comes and goes. We are what sees it. We are, we are what knows it came, and <laughs> we are how, it, how it's known that it's gone. We can begin to see we are the field itself, not what's appearing in it. Just gives so much space to take things so much lighter. Just allow life to, to to live, to rise, to fall, to die. And we can check back to see if any of it affects the field. This contextual field of awareness, which is the constant background, the backdrop of all the content 
that arises and falls, expands and contracts, appears and disappears. So Helen Hamilton writes in the section called The Practice of Being the Context Rather Than the Content. She says, at first, you can simply start by noticing that without this formless field being here already, you could not see what thoughts and emotions are appearing in it. Simply said, you must be here first for you can observe anything. And what is the you? <laughs> the you is not that historical, uh, compulsively self-identified with personality and preferences and habitually conditioned thought system. Those are the objects. And they may be very familiar and very steady objects. And they certainly give the appearance being us. But if we look right at every single one of them, they are what rise and fall. We must be here first before we can observe anything. The contextual field is that silent awareness that is just observing without comment or opinion, it just is. I mean, it's absolutely heresy to the ego, isn't it? <laughs> we wouldn't speak right up, <laughs> let people know how it is, what we know, set them straight <laughs> or agree like hell, you know, hustle for our self-worth, you know, get a little quick connection. But something in us knows that's not what we actually are. Simply said, you must be here first before you can observe anything. The contextual field is that silent awareness that is just observing without comment or opinion. It just is. Can you allow attention to fall back and just rest on the field 
on the context. And can we notice that's effortless? You're not ginning up a field here. <laughs> you didn't wake up this morning and activate your field. Scotty, I got my field going. So the practice is to sit down each day for some time in any position that is comfortable and direct your attention to the fact that there is a silent invisible space, a field of awareness present. As you begin, it will feel like you, but that's all right. We must all start in this feeling that what I am is a kind of diffuse meanness. Notice this subtle field that you are and disregard any content that appears in the field. You need not try to get rid of thoughts, but simply redirect your attention to the contextual field itself. In this way, field begins to focus upon itself rather than focusing upon the content appearing in it. Time and time again, we will be hypnotized into focusing on the thoughts that come rather than on what is aware of all of this. Each time attention goes with thought, simply bring it back to that invisible field. That is the context in which all things are arising. Do this as many times as is needed throughout each practice session.
we can notice that when we, even when thoughts come, we just notice the thoughts and we just, why would we want to, what would we, we can ask, is the field bothered by this thought? Who wants to get rid of it? Who's got the objection? The field isn't like just you know, feeling like annoyed and crowded. Like it's gotta just thin it out. The field just is. Thoughts can just come and flip through like butterflies, you know? And erratic and <laughs> stick around for a while and then a gust comes and poof, on to the next thing. And we can notice that we no longer are trying to be like the cop, the traffic cop, to say, you know, green light thoughts or red light thoughts or feelings or expressions or narratives. It's all just permitted to flow through. We can explore how that feels in our heart. Can we correlate what the heart's doing when attention is repeatedly gently redirected back to that wide open spaciousness of the field as opposed to darting forward and narrowly compressing around an object. This work we do, <laughs> all it ever is, is work with our attention. We are the casters of our attention. And that concludes the hour. <laughs>